It's May 19, 2018, a 10th Saturday inside the Karnataka Assembly. There's nothing normal about this day because the Assembly doesn't usually function on weekends. Legislators and leaders are pacing around the gallery of the Assembly, talking in hushed voices, waiting to be sworn in for their five-year term. Inside, the Assembly is packed more than usual. Everybody is waiting for Chief Minister B.S. Edurapa to prove his government's majority on the floor of the House after the Supreme Court ordered him to do so within 24 hours. But two Congress MLAs are missing supposedly and they're believed to be holed up in a hotel in Bangalore. This has sparked rumours that they might switch over to the BJP. Minutes before Yadurapa moves the trust motion, B. Anand Singh and Pratap Gauda Patil, the two missing MLAs, enter the house. Singh, visibly nervous, gulps down a glass of water, his hands shaking and the two MLAs take oath as Congress legislators in the newly constituted assembly. Across the aisle, Yedurappa stands up and instead of moving a trust motion, he reads out his resignation speech for the next 20 minutes. The Congress and JDS have won, at least for the moment, and Yedurappa has been humble. He now has the record of having headed the shortest government in the state's history, lasting just three days in power. At that moment, the coalition might have been forgiven for believing that its troubles were over. But this was just a teaser for the next 14 months, when there seemed to be no end to the crises the coalition would face. Hi, I'm Vikram Gopal and this is House on Fire, a podcast series on a very turbulent year in Karnataka's politics that began with the state elections of 2018. It all started with B.S. Edurappa being sworn in as Chief Minister of the state, but also funnily enough, ended with him back in power. This podcast is about everything that happened in between. What unfolded over 14 months was a comedy of errors that showed just how weak our democracy really is and how fickle our elected leaders are. I regret that the Congress and JDS have formed a Hanoli alliance after the election, though people have outrightly rejected both these parties. The way in which BJP friends treating the state government, I think they are going to damage the federal system. With the unanimous opinion of the legislative party, I should proceed further to take legal action available under anti-defection law. So people coming from ruling party to uh, opposition party. That trend started in Karnataka, then come to Madhya Pradesh, now it is in Rajasthan. This podcast is an attempt to tell this story, which I witnessed firsthand as a reporter with the Hindustan Times. It's a story in which greed and personal ambition trumped loyalties, and party boundaries became so fluid that anybody could end up anywhere. Chapter 1. A Free-for-All
First, let's get some of the history out of the way. The developments in Karnataka that took place between May 15, 2018 and July 28, 2019 came after a very hard-fought election. All three parties, the Congress, the BJP and the JDS went after each other in a no-holds-barred campaign. कुछ लोगों का ये मत है कि कर्नाटक में सीधा रामैया की सरकार चल रही है लेकिन हकीकत तो ये है कि यहां सीधा रुपये की सरकार चलती है ये जो सीधा रुपया है हर चीज में सीधा रुपया होता है तभी काम होता है देखिए दूसरे तरीके से बताता हूं सिद्धरमैया जी जब कर्नाटक की गाड़ी चलाते हैं तो वो आगे देख के चलाते हैं सड़क पे कोई गाड़ी आ रही होती है तो उनको दिखता है मोदी जी गाड़ी को रियर व्यू मिरर में देख के चलाते हैं वो दिन भर वो दिन भर रियर व्यू मिरर को देखते हैं पता नहीं लगता सामने क्या हो रहा है गड्ढा आता है तो गाड़ी घुस जाती है गड्ढे में एक्सीडेंट होता है The parties were led by three men: Congress's Siddaramaiah, BJP's Yadurappa, and JDS's Kumar Swami. Interestingly enough, all three got a shot at playing chief minister in May. But more on that later. The election results were to be announced on May 15th, and exit polls had predicted that the Congress would win the most number of seats. First numbers from the Times now exit poll, and also yeah, that is. This is a clip from NDTV. Congress 90 to 103, BJP 80 to 93, and JDS 31 to 39. Others two to four. But the results weren't in the Congress's favor. There was no clear winner, but the BJP got the highest number of seats at 104, falling just nine short of the majority mark. It was under these circumstances that the Congress decided to partner with the JDS. It was a coalition that had only one aim to keep the BJP out of power not the most stable foundation to build a solid partnership on the coalition was characterized by internal bickering about who gets ministerial posts and a complete breakdown of trust between the parties they were after all bitter rivals in the state's politics there was almost no time to iron out these differences because a lot was expected from the coalition with just a year to go for the 2019 lok sabha elections If it could function well, the coalition had the potential of providing an alternative to the Narendra Modi government at the center, and a weak Congress party hoped this would also help attract other regional parties to form alliances with it for the national elections. Now back to May 15th, its results day. As the results came in, there were wild celebrations in the BJP camp because they thought the party was about to cross the majority threshold. The celebrations didn't last long though. the big story that uh, that we are getting is about 15 minutes ago sonia gandhi rang up that's rajdeep sardesai speaking saw these numbers told him immediately ring up devagowda and say that we are ready to do business with you that we are ready to have uh, an alliance with devagowda where he gives his version of how the events unfolded the english translation comes after the clip madhyana 3 ghante ke approach madadro 
ಕಾಂಗ್ರೆಸ್ ಕಾಂಗ್ರೆಸ್ ನಾಯಕ ಕಾಂಗ್ರೆಸ್ ನಮಗ್ ಚರ್ಚೆ ಇರ್ಲಿಲ್ಲ ಯಾವಾಗ ರಿಸಲ್ಟ್ ಇವರಿಗೆ ಎಪ್ಪತ್ತೆಂಟು ನಿಲ್ತು ಬಿಜೆಪಿ ನೂರ ಐದಕ್ಕೆ ಹೋಯ್ತು ಆಗ ನನಗೆ ಫೋನ್ ಫೋನ್ ಮಾಡಿ ದೇವೇಗೌಡರು ಫೋನ್ ಮಾಡಿ ಈ ತರ ನಾವು ಇಮಿಡಿಯೇಟ್ ಆಗಿ ಸರ್ಕಾರ ರಚನೆ ಮಾಡೋದು ಕ್ಲೈಮ್ ಮಾಡಬೇಕು ಅಂತ ಹೇಳಿ ಟ್ರಿಗರ್ ಹಾಕುದು ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಅದು ರಾಜ್ಯ ಮಟ್ಟದ ನಾಯಕರು ಯಾರು ಮಾತಾಡ್ಲಿಲ್ಲ ಕೇಂದ್ರದಿಂದ ಬಂದಂತ ಗುಲಾಮ್ ನಬಿ ಆಜಾದ್ ಗೆಲಟ್ ಅವರು ಅವರು ದೇವೇಗೌಡರು ಇಮಿಡಿಯೇಟ್ ಆಗಿ ಕಾಂಟ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ಮಾಡ್ಕೊಂಡ್ರು ಕಾಂಗ್ರೆಸ್ ಅಪ್ರೋಚ್ when they saw that their seat tally had stopped at 78 and the bjp got 105 that's when they called devegowda they said we should immediately form a government the state leaders didn't approach us it was the central leaders gulam nabi azad and ashok gehlot they spoke to devegowda and so two groups sought appointments with governor wajubhai wala yedurappa who felt he should be given the opportunity to form the government because the bjp was the largest party and the coalition which put together had a majority yedurappa was the first one to be called in here he is addressing the media after meeting the governor our legislature party yeah unanimously taken decision as elected me as the legislature party leader i have just hand over that copy to the governor and i requested him as early as possible to allow me to take vote as chief minister of karnataka the congress and jds went next kumar swami and sidramaiya who couldn't stand each other till now met the governor along with senior leaders from both parties here's kumar swami speaking to the media after that meeting rajyapalarige ivattu namma pakshada vatiyinda ಕಾಂಗ್ರೆಸ್ ಪಕ್ಷದ ಬೆಂಬಲದೊಂದಿಗೆ ಸರ್ಕಾರವನ್ನು ರಚನೆ ಮಾಡ್ತಕ್ಕಂಥದಕ್ಕೆ ಪಕ್ಷೇತರ ಇಬ್ಬರು ಶಾಸಕರೊಂದಿಗೆ ಸರ್ಕಾರವನ್ನು ರಚನೆ ಮಾಡ್ತಕ್ಕಂಥದಕ್ಕೆ ಇವತ್ತು ರಾಜ್ಯಪಾಲರಿಗೆ ಪತ್ರವನ್ನು ಎರಡು ಪಕ್ಷಗಳ ನಾಯಕರು ಹೋಗಿ ಕೊಟ್ಟಿದ್ದೇವೆ ದ ಗವರ್ನರ್ ವಾಜುಭಾಯ್ ವಾಲಾ ಮೇಡ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಚಾಯ್ಸ್ ಹಿ ಇನ್ವೈಟೆಡ್ ಯಡಿಯೂರಪ್ಪ ಟು ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ದ ಗವರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಗೇವ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಫಿಫ್ಟೀನ್ ಡೇಸ್ ಟು ಪ್ರೂವ್ ಅ ಮೆಜಾರಿಟಿ ದಿಸ್ ವಾಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಅನ್ಪ್ರೆಸಿಡೆಂಟೆಡ್ ಬಟ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದ ಬಿ ಜೆ ಪಿ ಡಿಂಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ದ ನಂಬರ್ಸ್ the opposition said this cleared the way for horse trading from yesterday night bala jana shasakargalanna touch madidde at this time it, it it was not necessary for me to take them to resort but the bjp people bjp leaders if they start horse trading then i have to protect my mla's interest my party interest Of course, the Congress wasn't happy about this. Basuraj, a congressman, was flown to Delhi to petition the Supreme Court to challenge Wala's decision. Whose idea was it to approach the Supreme Court? And how did you yes. get involved in that? 16th morning, I'm telling you. Next day, during the high-level meeting, I was directed by K.C. Venugopal, General Secretary in charge of Congress Party, Karnataka. to immediately move the supreme court the meeting ended at 4:30 that day and i was the flight to delhi by 5:30 we activated the senior law council at the delhi mm. to ensure cases filed before 5 pm as per supreme court order mm. rules not order as per rules by 8:30 pm i was at the supreme court gate handed over the the vakalatam form signed by kpc president and jantaral president 
to the learned council mr devdat kamat so at what time did the hearing start hearing uh, starts at uh, i'll tell you uh, one second 8:30 or 10:30 that register general gone to with file uh, gone to the chief justice house sir that is uh, i think uh, 10:30 okay he came back from so, J- justice house okay hmm. that the chief justice uh, but petition called hearing at 2 o'clock 1:45 by 2 o'clock i think the judges of the supreme court lost their sleep that night and so did the bjp The Supreme Court decided that it couldn't stop Yadurappa from taking charge and posted the matter for the next day. So on May 17th, Yadurappa took charge as chief minister for the third time in his political career. Nano ESC Yadurappa ambassador Nano Kanuni namaluka sthapitavada Bharatada samvidhanada vishayadalli nijavada shraddhe matte He had only one desire this time around to clean his image which was damaged after the illegal mining scam in Ballari. I convey my regards and wishes to citizens of the people of Karnataka especially farmers JCST and OBCs who have supported the BJP and we to achieve this goal of occupying the chief minister's post for the third time to develop Karnataka. However, I regret that the Congress and JDS have formed a Hanori alliance after the election. Those people have outright rejected both these parties. I seek the support of all the political legislators as I am sure that they will vote according to their conscience to uphold While Yadurappa was working to protect his government, he received some bad news. On May 18, the Supreme Court decided to cut short the time given to him to prove his government's majority. It ordered him to hold a floor test within 24 hours. and it said it would monitor the proceedings live it is a historic interim order the order is historic because the court has directed a confidence motion within less than 24 36 hours the uh, confidence motion is subject to many safeguards mr yadurappa conceded through his counsel that he cannot have any major policy decisions taken a pro tem speaker not a regular speaker will conduct he will swear in everybody before 4 o'clock and all will assemble and have the vote of confidence at 4 o'clock most important the court has kept our main point alive for final and future hearing raises an extremely important constitutional point that he had to invite that group which had election commission certificate of more than This set off a chain of events that led to the new government's fall. The Congress and JDS didn't necessarily trust their own MLAs. It seemed they carted the MLAs off to five-star resorts in other states, far away from the BJP's reach. At least that's what they hoped. Congress MLAs complained to their senior leaders that they were getting calls from the BJP asking them to defect. 
The Congress asked its MLAs to record some of these calls and release them to the media. As May 19 dawned, everyone was eager to see the trust vote. The previous night, news channels had aired some of the audio clips that the Congress had released, including some clips of Yedurappa supposedly trying to engineer defections. This is an alleged phone conversation between MLA B.C. Patil and Yedurappa. ಅವಕಾಶವಾದಿ ಒಂದು ರಾಜಕಾರಣ ಹೊಂದಾಣಿಕೆ ಮಾಡಿಕೊಳ್ಳುವಂತ ಪ್ರಯತ್ನವನ್ನು ಮಾಡಿದ್ರು ಇಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಅ ಫೇರ್ಲಿ ಕಾಂಟ್ರವರ್ಷಿಯಲ್ ಸ್ಪೀಚ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಹಿಯರ್ಸ್ ಯಡಿಯೂರಪ್ಪ ಅಡ್ಮಿಟಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ಹಿ ಡಿಡ್ ಸ್ಪೀಕ್ ಟು ಅಪೋಸಿಷನ್ ಎಮ್ ಎಲ್ ಎಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಹಿ ಗೇವ್ ದಮ್ ಅಶೋರೆನ್ಸಸ್ ಈ ರಾಜ್ಯದ ಜನಾದೇಶವನ್ನು ಸಾಕಾರಗೊಳಿಸೋದಕ್ಕೆ ಮತ್ತು ಅದರ ಮುಖಾಂತರ ಸಮಗ್ರ ಅಭಿವೃದ್ಧಿ ಮಾಡುವಂತಹ ಉದ್ದೇಶದಿಂದ ನಾನು ರಾಜ್ಯದ ಶಾಸಕರಿಗೆ ಆತ್ಮಸಾಕ್ಷಿಮತವನ್ನು ಹಾಕಿ ಅಂತ ಕೇಳುದು ನಿಜನ ಕೆಲವರ ಜೊತೆ ಮಾತನಾಡೋದು ನಿಜ ಕೆಲವರು ಕೊಟ್ಟದ್ದು ನಿಜ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಸೇಯಿಂಗ್ ಹೀಸ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಹೆಡ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರೇಟ್ ಟು ದ ಗವರ್ನರ್ಸ್ ಹೌಸ್ ಟು ಸಬ್ಮಿಟ್ ಹಿಸ್ ರೆಸಿಗ್ನೇಷನ್ ಮುಖ್ಯಮಂತ್ರಿ ಸ್ಥಾನಕ್ಕೆ ರಾಜೀನಾಮೆ ಕೊಡ್ತಾ ಇದ್ದೇನೆ ಇಲ್ಲಿಂದ ನೇರವಾಗಿ Now, Governor Wala had no choice but to invite Kumar Swami to form the government. The stage was set, quite literally, for a show of strength of the coalition. On May 23rd, leaders from across the country came to bengaluru to attend the oath taking ceremony the congress seemed to have succeeded in building a broad national coalition nanu nanu haradanalli devegoda kumar swami emba hesarina nanu kanunina mulaka sthapitavada but kumar swami knew too well that this was an opportunistic coalition calling himself a child of fortunate circumstance or sandar bhikashishu in kannada after all the jds had only 38 seats out of 225 in the state and yet its leader had somehow managed to become chief minister 
Having gotten power, the coalition's first test was to expand the state cabinet, which can have a maximum of 34 ministers. Almost immediately, leaders started fighting for cabinet posts, asking for important ministries. Over the next week, the parties thrashed out a formula for dividing ministries between themselves. The Congress got 22 and the JDS 12. And on June 6th, 25 ministers were inducted into the government. The coalition kept seven ministries vacant as a bargaining chip to keep angry leaders in check. Because of the limited number of ministries, the Congress, which had been in power for the past 5 years, had to make hard choices. It had to cut out many senior leaders to ensure representation from across the state. That's because the JDS is largely restricted to the southern parts of Karnataka. There are some things I need to clarify here. The Congress is the only party in Karnataka that has a strong presence across the whole state. The JDS is strong in southern Karnataka and it's seen as a party of the dominant Okliga caste, an agricultural community. The BJP has a wider presence and it enjoys the support of a significant section of the Lingayats. the dominant community in northern parts of the state but its presence in the south is limited coming back to the state cabinet it became clear that the balancing act the coalition had struck had its limits it would have to live with a section of disappointed and angry leaders who had been excluded from cabinet posts these leaders would ultimately topple the government There were other problems the coalition had to deal with as well. The biggest issue was the status of Sidramaiah, the former chief minister of the state. He was after all the first person in 40 years to complete a full 5 year term as chief minister. Yes. That's how volatile Karnataka has been in recent history. Before Sidramaiah, the BJP ruled for 5 years, but it had 3 chief ministers over that period. Before that, between 2006 and 2008, Kumar Swami joined hands with Yadurappa and they decided to share the chief minister post for 20 months each. But that coalition collapsed over differences between the two when it was time for the BJP leader to take over from the JDS. And before that coalition, there was a Congress and JDS coalition that lasted less than 2 years. Clearly, coalitions don't have a very good track record in Karnataka. So here's the thing it might be confusing but all three parties were entangled in a complex web of history the three leaders too had their personal grudges Sidramaiah didn't like the JDS and Kumar Swami he was originally from the JDS and moved to the Congress in 2006 because he felt he was overlooked for the chief minister's post by Kumar Swami's father HD Devegowda and Sidramaiah and Devegowda former prime minister and the grand old man of Karnataka's politics had a really long history but we'll deal with that in another episode now back to the coalition so it had to figure out what it would do with sidramaiah there was no way he'd agree to be a junior minister in kumar swami's government the coalition senior leaders devised a way out by creating a coordination committee that would be headed by sidramaiah 
It would also have Deputy Chief Minister Parmeshwara and AICC General Secretary KC Venugopal from the Congress side and Kumar Swami and Danish Ali, the JDS's National Secretary General. This body was supposed to guide the government, come up with a common minimum program and as its name suggests, help coordinate between the two parties. But this solution didn't really work. On June 17th, Sidramaya left for a naturopathy retreat in the Western Ghats to recuperate. This became a chance for Congress MLAs who missed out on cabinet posts to make a beeline to the retreat and voice their anger against the new government. And that's when two mobile video clips surfaced. Both the clips show Sidramaya discussing politics with his close aides. The former chief minister openly speculates about how long the coalition will last. In the second clip, he says the government will definitely last till the 2019 Lok Sabha elections. And I quote, After that, its survival depends on the situation. Of course, this didn't go down well with the JDS. And Deve Gowda asked the Congress to take action against Sidramaya. But there was no further action on that front because by then it was July and Kumar Swami was about to present his first budget. Here too, the coalition had to deal with having Sidramaya around. He insisted that the coalition should present a supplementary budget to the one he had presented in February. But Kumar Swami decided to go ahead with his own budget, agreeing to continue all the programs Sidramaya had launched. The strain of the coalition was beginning to show by now. On July 15th, the Congress was caught by surprise. Kumar Swami had broken down at a public gathering, saying he was under too much pressure. He called himself Vishakantha, or one who drinks the poison of the world. And he said he was unable to tell anybody about the pain he was feeling. Here's another excerpt from my conversation with Kumar Swami, where he explains why he broke down. ಸಾರ್ವಜನಿಕವಾಗಿ ಮುಖ್ಯಮಂತ್ರಿ 
ಕಪಿ ಮುಷ್ಟಿ ನನ್ನನ್ನು ಹಿಡ್ಕೊಂಬಂದ್ರು ಸರ್ಕಾರದೊಳಗೆ ಆ ಯಾತನೆಯಲ್ಲಿ ಅದು ಹೇಳಿದ ಮಾತಾಡೋದು ವಿದಿನ್ ಅ ಮಂತ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೀ ಬಿಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಚೀಫ್ ಮಿನಿಸ್ಟರ್ ಮೈ ಪಾರ್ಟಿ ವರ್ಕರ್ಸ್ ಹೆಲ್ಡ್ ಅ ಫೆಲಿಸಿಟೇಷನ್ ಪ್ರೋಗ್ರಾಮ್ ವೇರ್ ಐ ಶೆಡ್ ಟಿಯರ್ಸ್ ಕಾಲಿಂಗ್ ಮೈ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ವಿಷಕಂಠ ಐ ಸೆಟ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬ್ರೋಕ್ ಡೌನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕಸ್ಡ್ ಅಕ್ರಾಸ್ ದ ಕಂಟ್ರಿ ಫಾರ್ ಅ ವೀಕ್ ದಟ್ ಅ ಸಿ ಎಮ್ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ಶೆಡ್ ಟಿಯರ್ಸ್ ದ ರೀಸನ್ ಐ ಸೆಟ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದೇ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ಮೀ ಇನ್ ದ ಸ್ಟ್ರ್ಯಾಂಗಲ್ ಹೋಲ್ಡ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಅಟ್ಯಾಕ್ ವಾಸ್ ಕ್ಲಿಯರ್ಲಿ ಏಮ್ಡ್ ಅಟ್ ದ ಕಾಂಗ್ರೆಸ್ and this breakdown didn't help the coalition's already fragile image the themes that would dominate the coming year were already visible first there was this coalition which couldn't get over its bitter rivalry of the past 40 years then there was the question of the regional and caste based imbalance in the state cabinet to understand this it's necessary to know that karnataka state was formed by fusing four administratively distinctive regions towards the north of the state you have areas from the erstwhile bombay presidency a region that is referred to as mumbai karnataka on the northeast and east you have areas from the nizams hyderabad a region that's called hyderabad karnataka then you have the coastal region on the west and towards the south you have the old mysore princely state bangalore of course was part of the madras presidency as well so these are regions that were administratively very distinct and as culture critic mk raghavendra has shown in his work they are also distinctive culturally 11 out of the 25 cabinet ministers who were sworn in in june were from the old mysore region and if you look at it caste wise 9 of those 25 were from the vokliga caste which again is predominantly from the old mysore region this number is skewed for any cabinet considering the sheer diversity of caste groups and regions that are prevalent in the state third there were the mlas the key players in this whole story legislators of the congress and jds saw an opportunity in the coalition's desperation to stay in power and they used it as a bargaining tool to get what they wanted to be sure this is nothing new even during sidramaiah's five year rule the most stable government in recent history MLAs had kicked up a fuss about getting ministerial berths and those who had ministerial berths about getting better portfolios. What was different about the coalition was that its own leaders were not convinced about how long it would last. And that was a weakness that the MLAs exploited. Fourth, you have Governor Vajubhai Wala, whose role in the initial days after the elections, when he called Yadurappa to form the government, was already being questioned because the coalition clearly had a majority and finally you have the bjp the opposition party this was a party that was desperate to come to power in karnataka the only state in the south where it had previously ruled and that's because with a year to go for the 2019 lok sabha elections 
the party's national leadership wanted to show that its presence extended across the country and the south was the only region where it did not have a government at that time added to that was yedurappa's own desperation he was 75 already and he knew that he was running on borrowed time because the bjp had decided to overlook its 75 year retirement limit for him this was yedurappa's last chance and he knew it these themes kept repeating over the coming year when the coalition moved from one crisis to another it was clear that the coalition was under strain it needed something to unite its leaders and it found just that that's in the next episode where the coalition reaches its highest point the by election victory today the 23rd of july 2020 marks a year since the karnataka coalition government fell House on Fire is a five-part podcast series that tells the story of that time in Karnataka. This podcast has been independently produced by me, Vikram Gopal. Cover art, scripting, website design, and a whole lot more by Namita Nair. All the music used on this podcast was created by independent artists. For more information, including on the music, and for additional resources, please visit www.houseonfirepodcast.com Thanks also to the amazing photojournalist and my old colleague and friend Orijit Sen and Kashif Masood and Bangalore News Photos.